Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Back on Rutherford Issues, and today we've got uh, Sherry McKinney joining us. She is the Tennessee Regional Director of Communications for the American Red Cross, and a lot to talk about with Sherry today. Uh, Finally, you know, good to put a face with the uh, many emails that I get from you about all the things no going many on. many emails, I'm sure. <laughs> we just try to keep everybody abreast of what's going on out there. Yeah, there is so much that uh, is happening that our local Heart of Tennessee chapter of the Red Cross and statewide uh, really are dealing with. And when you think about the uh, flooding in eastern Kentucky, you may not think about Tennessee being involved, but we are, you know, the volunteer state. So uh, we're very heavily involved in that, aren't we, Sherry? Yes, we are. You know, that is such a tragic situation there to our neighbors in Kentucky. Uh, at last count, we had heard there were 38 deaths and still 100 people missing there. It is a huge huge disaster that we're responding to as American Red Cross. And that does require other states, other regions to respond with their volunteers. And currently here in Tennessee, at last count, we had about 21 people responding from all over the region uh, to Kentucky for various reasons, everything from sheltering to working, casework, mental health workers. So, you know, we are there. for our neighbors as we would be anywhere with the Red Cross. Now, I know you, you mentioned a few things uh, th- that we are doing with boots on the ground in Kentucky. Um, when you think of a disaster and the American Red Cross responding, I think maybe a few folks um, really don't know the full extent of the Red Cross's work and the many areas that you uh Uh, uh, provide services for folks who are just going through the toughest time in their life? Well, I mean, I I often like to explain it as let's go through the steps of disaster. You know, the first step of disaster is the effect that it has on the people and their, their safety. And that's where our first responders come in. That's where the fire, the police, all of those wonderful people who respond and go in when the rest of us are trying to flee. Um, So we have those people that are fleeing their homes that are trying to get to safety. The next step is shelter and food. And that's where the Red Cross steps in. And we provide that sheltering at, you know, safe sheltering um, in uh, many, many partnerships in the community, such as churches and schools that provide those auditoriums and those gyms where we can set up the congregate sheltering. And, and then there's the food, of course, as we talked about, but then we also have community partners that help us provide food. Like we've worked in the past extensively uh, with Cracker Barrel who provided already made foods um, for, for flood victims before. So we do work with community partnerships and feeding. And then we have people come in who work the cases, who find out what the damages are, who find out where the extent is, who work directly with those homeowners to piece together their next steps towards recovery. And also to provide for them the next step, which may be mental health assistance or either health assistance. As you might imagine, a lot of people leave those homes and they are not looking for their walkers, their prosthetics that that they use. They are not looking for their prescription medicines. They are just trying to get out and survive this disaster. So that's when Red Cross steps in and we provide those needs. Everything from eyeglasses to 
uh, crutches to wheelchairs to whatever medical necessity is there that needs provided. Um, and then, of course, our mental health uh, volunteers that go in, they have a background in patient care for mental health. And as you might imagine, when we're talking 38 deaths and more than 100 people still missing, that is a huge impact on the mental health of that community. So we have folks there. And then we have long-term recovery volunteers who come in there and help folks get to that next step, help them figure out how they can file their, their homeowner's insurance to get coverage, find out how they have other resources uh, with FEMA. So it, it truly is multi-layered volunteerism and it, this, this type of a disaster will take months for recovery, um, maybe even years for the community itself. You, you mentioned a key word there and in our conversations with uh, John Mitchell, who is the executive director of the Heart of Tennessee chapter of uh, the American Red Cross here based in Murfreesboro, uh, talked about volunteer this, volunteer that, and you use that word so much as well. And that's really the backbone of the Red Cross is its volunteers. Well, and that's what I want to stress to folks is that truly we do operate on a volunteer workforce. We have 90% of our workforce are volunteers. Um, people just like you and me who step up and want to serve their communities. The other 10% is staff such as myself and John. And honestly, when we're talking these disasters, it is majority of the time volunteers because of course the staff is staying back here in Tennessee region and taking care of the chapters and taking care of our region while our great volunteers are out serving other communities. Um, you know, I think I cannot stress enough the impact that our volunteers have and I cannot stress it enough the need that we have to continually ask folks to step up to be volunteers because we are seeing disasters happen on large scale every 10 days for the American Red Cross this wow. past year, every 10 days. And we, when you're talking about volunteers responding to situations like that, there is a thing called volunteer fatigue. And there, there has, just like what we're seeing now, we have wildfires out in California and then this terrible, uh, devastating flood in Kentucky. There's more than one disaster that happens at a time. So we really need to continually grow our workforce with our volunteers. And that includes also response directly locally right there at home at the heart of Tennessee. Uh, and we're getting close to uh, the peak of uh, hurricane season, too. So we're going to touch on that here in just a moment as well with Sherry McKinney. She is the Tennessee Regional Director of Communications for the American Red Cross. Uh, another very important um, aspect of the work of the American Red Cross is blood donations. And I know that we've had uh, kind of a, a slow comeback for those who donate um since COVID and, and things of that nature. And so uh, there is definitely an appeal out there for blood donors. Oh, yes. Right now, we are looking at about a 20% shortage for the nation when it comes to blood donation. Now, this doesn't mean we're in a critical situation at this point, but we certainly could be heading that way. And this is not uncommon for summer months. So, you know, when you're in the business of blood donation, you know when your your peak months will be and when the slow months will be. And summer is definitely something traditionally and historically we have seen a decline in blood donation. However, that doesn't mean the need stops. And, you know, when we were in COVID, what we saw 
was a decline so drastic that many elective surgeries had to be canceled. We had terrible situations in emergency rooms where the blood wasn't on the shelf for the patients. And we don't want to get to that situation. So we are encouraging everyone to come out and donate blood regularly every 56 days if they can. Uh, if everyone who could donate blood every 56 days showed up, we'd never have a shortage. But unfortunately, not everyone wants to donate or can donate blood. So those who are healthy, we do ask you to please come in and try and donate. Uh, it's not just blood, it's platelets that are used by cancer patients. It, the need is so great all the time. And also those who can identify as African-Americans, we are doing a sickle cell initiative across the nation, which means that anyone who identifies as African-American will be tested for the sickle cell trait because sickle cell blood is also on the decline. And we really, really need to make sure that that blood is on the shelves as well. So we are highly encouraging everyone to donate. And during the month of August, if you donate, you also, besides getting a $10 e-gift card, you will be entered to win a $6,000 fuel card. Oh, wow. So That'll that's help. <laughs> impressive, right? And so one lucky person, it's kind of like winning the lottery there, I think. But, but more importantly than just the gifts or the incentives that we can give you, it's the feeling of knowing you saved a life. That, that's what's important. And uh, I'm sure that uh, with school kind of getting back in gear, that uh, hopefully you can get back in the schools. And, and that is that is really a, a large source of uh, blood donations, is it not? Yes, it is. And, you know, we are highly encouraging folks to please step up. If your community is interested in hosting a blood drive, go out to redcrossblood.org and find out how you can host that drive. We do need more community blood drives. We do need our schools to sign back up again and get those great students who are willing to roll up their sleeves and make a difference. Um, it's so easy to host one of those drives. Basically, you provide the venue, so to speak, and we provide everything else. We make sure that the staff is on hand. We make sure that everything is taken care of. Um, so, I can't encourage that enough. You can also call 1-800-RED-CROSS if you're interested in finding out more about how you can host a blood drive. And um, I, I'm assuming that you could actually even go to the uh, local chapter here in Murfreesboro if you're interested in doing that in our listening area. Yes, and a little educational piece here is we have only two fixed sites in the state of Tennessee. And that means those are sites that are readily available to take blood every day of the week. And that is the Murfreesboro site and the Nashville site. So the heart of Tennessee chapter and the Nashville area chapter. So if you ever want to give blood, that's those are the two places that are operating 20, you know, every day. So, uh, but we do have drives in every community in the region. It's just a matter of finding hosts uh, who are, are willing to help us set that up. And many of our community drives happen uh, in your area every 56 days, just in neighborhoods. We have neighborhoods who get together and they host a community drive at their community center. And so it is really easy to do. But yes, we do have two standard sites for donations. We have uh, Sherry McKinney joining us today, Tennessee Regional Director of Communications for the American Red Cross. I uh, wanted to go back to uh, volunteerism because uh, we, we talk so much about volunteers and, and where they're going and what they're doing, and I'm certain that there's always a need for more volunteers. 
there is always a need for more volunteers. And I will tell you right now here, we have two critical needs for volunteers. One is disaster action team members. And those are the folks who, and I, I want people to understand that we're not just talking about disasters large, like what we're seeing in Kentucky, but we're talking about those disasters we literally see every single day in the state of Tennessee, and that's home fires. And these are, that is part of the reason why we need volunteers so badly because these are people, wonderful volunteers who will get up at all hours of the night to help respond to their neighbors who literally have lost everything quickly, uh, maybe even have lost family members. So we are desperate in asking folks to please step up and volunteer and respond to your neighbors in disaster. And we also have a great need for um blood transportation volunteers. These are the folks who show up at, at the centers like Murfreesboro and in Nashville and transport the blood to the hospitals. It's that simple. We provide the vehicle, the gas, all you have to do is provide the driver and that, you know, to volunteer. And it's a great, wonderful job for anyone who perhaps is retired or a student who has time after work hours, because typically that's when the blood is delivered. Okay. Uh, how would someone go about uh, finding out more about uh, possibly volunteering with the Red Cross? So easy. All you have to do is go to redcross.org forward slash volunteer. Again, that's redcross.org forward slash volunteer. Or you can call 1-800-RED-CROSS to find out how you can help. Um, it's really super easy. Our folks that work with our volunteer services are so great to get people in the right place. And it's not just disaster volunteers we need, and it's not just blood transportation. It may be someone who could work with me in communications. We have communication volunteers who help me with media relations, who help with writing and telling the story about what Red Cross is doing. We have people who work in the office as administrative volunteers. So there is literally a job for everyone. If you have a desire to volunteer, Red Cross can find the perfect job for you. Sherry, before our time gets away, I, I, I kind of mentioned this when we were talking about disasters a few moments ago. We're, we're coming upon uh, the peak of hurricane season. I know it has been, uh, knock on wood, fairly quiet uh, so far, but that doesn't mean we're out of the woods with hurricane season. And when, when I think about this, um, I, I'm, I'm taken back to many years ago, and I'm not sure which, um, it may have been Katrina, actually, where... Murfreesboro actually hosted some of those who were uh, affected by the uh, hurricane down in, in New Orleans and in Florida as well. So uh, those type of large-scale disasters can affect us here in Tennessee. Yes, and I mean, I think that's what we, and let's be honest, often hurricanes can spin out and they still come up through Tennessee. We see that all the time from Florida. And what happens when a hurricane comes through Tennessee is typically flooding for us. So when we talk about hurricane season, especially for the East Coast, it, we really got to concentrate on all those states, even that aren't right there on the ocean side, so to speak. But what we, we have been lucky. You're absolutely right. We've been super lucky this summer uh, to, to not see as many hurricanes as we have, but we are expecting it because we have had such a warm summer and the waters are still very warm. So we are expecting still a very active hurricane season. Um, you know, 
that is another thing. That's one of the first things I did was deploy to a hurricane response. And I will tell you that is next level stuff right there because you go in before the, the storm hits as a volunteer and as a deployed employee. And uh, you wait it out there just like the locals. And it, it's terrifying sometimes whenever you have to do something like that. But, you know, that's so that we can be right there when the need happens immediately, when the, when the sun comes up the next day, the volunteers are out. Um, so yes, all local chapters on high alert here in Tennessee, when it comes to hurricane season, we provide great training for that response. All the training is free. Um, so we really do encourage folks to get involved. If you are a community partner and can provide shelter assistance, meaning like if you are a church that are interested in helping us shelter folks who may need it during that time, uh, let us know. Well, uh, hopefully that's one of those things that uh, we, we will not have to go through this year, but you know, it's been pretty active the last several years, and despite the fact that we haven't had uh, a lot to deal with so far, doesn't mean, uh, you know, September and October are typically really big months uh, for, for hurricanes, and, you know, it does affect uh, a lot of people all up and down the eastern coast. So, Sherry, uh, thanks so much. Get one more time, tell us, um, you know, I guess the hub on where we can get more information about the Red Cross, its programs, how to volunteer, give blood, all those kind of things. Yes, and I want to remind folks, we besides the disaster response and blood, we help service uh, service to armed forces for the military. We do training services to save lives. All that information can be found very easily by going to redcross.org. That's redcross.org. And you can find literally anything that you want to find out about some of our services we provide there. Very good. Sherry, thanks so much for joining us today. We'll have to do it again soon. I would love to be back. Thank you for having me. Very good. Thank you so much. That is Sherry McKinney joining us today. She is the uh, Tennessee Regional Director of Communications with the American Red Cross right here on Rutherford Issues. Don't forget, you can check the podcast at WGNSRadio.com under podcast, search for Rutherford Issues, or wherever you listen to audio, whether it be uh, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Facebook Podcasts, just subscribe to your favorites.